0: Hey everyone, it's Christina and Daniel Deffenbaugh with 1042 Project and welcome to another episode of the Shared Voices podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Nice voice, Daniel. (laughs) Thank you. You like that? we just popping in there.
1: I ain't got to say hi for a while. It's been a while since we recorded a podcast. We had a little break for summer and we were going full bore and we're excited to get back in the studio. Yes,
0: it's been good. And so today we're gonna have a conversation just between daniel and i we've said so many times yeah with Mm -hmm. each other between each other and with other people in our lives that we have such good conversations yeah we do that we really need to be sharing these with everybody we dig through some real life stuff you know and just have some great conversations especially with everything that we've learned on this journey so we're gonna do that today and so I'll start with the message that we'd like you to pull from this today. If you yeah. hear nothing else, please just hear that we want you to have hope and just know that just because you're in a valley right now with a mountain in front of you yes. does not mean that you haven't already covered a thousand miles and you're not back at square one. Yes. It wasn't all for nothing. You are still doing good. You've still learned so much and improved as a person. And we all have struggles, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and sometimes, you know, for me, anyway, Mm -hmm. with my mental health, a lot of times I may, it can be two things, right? I can either think I'm not as far as where I wanted to be, or sometimes I may feel like I'm doing better than I thought I could be, right? Right, Sometimes it's like, when i when i'm well rested and and things are going good and i'm talking out my mental health you know mm-hmm. talking it out not acting it out yeah and doing well i kind of feel like i can i can like uh take on a few things right. that would normally stick and hurt me yeah and so sometimes when i feel like i'm doing really well right i'm i'm making it i'm doing good and look at the you know happy with how i'm doing and then there's incidents that comes up that can remind me i'm not as far as where i want to be and Mm -hmm. that's okay yeah yeah and i used to really beat myself up over it and you know that's what i love about us is we can when these incidents happen we can able we're able to talk them out right away yeah because i know in my journey um again my days are up and down but we uh If you don't mind, we tell them a little story about... Yeah, I
0: was going to ask for you to share that story, just recap it for them, because I think it's a really good real-life example of what first responders face. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And before I start this story, you know, I really didn't think it was a story. Yeah. Let's be real, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It was just, um, to me, what I consider a minor incident Mm -hmm. of um, my mental health catching up to me and... Lose my train of thought again.
0: It's okay. Just recapping the story. Yeah,
1: so we'll just jump right into it and just kind of let the story explain itself because the first responders at home they're going to relate.
0: Yes, they're going to get it, which is the beauty of this. And so, you get it, you get it.
1: And so, will the family members, right? That's true. Yeah, and we're here for the family members just as much we are the first responders. And yeah, so we had we went to the global leadership summit in Chicago a couple Mm -hmm. weeks back. Which great was time fantastic
0: highly recommend
1: uh, it was outstanding and we just really got to hear from great speakers and and speak life into us and encourage us and mm-hmm. give us new ideas and we were there just the two of us and we got to spend some time husband and wife going to this two-day conference and and then in the evenings we got to have dinner together With no kids (laughs) (laughs) and enjoy time together. And that was beautiful. I really loved it. And at this conference, it was so fulfilling. It really was like, you know, we go throughout our journey and we empty our cup everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then we're walking around with an empty cup Mm -hmm. and we're wondering why we're struggling and feeling burnt out. Yeah. So we have to take these times to go and fill our cup, be intentional about it. And that's what this trip was. We got Mm -hmm. to go, we got to get our cup filled. It was great. I felt like I was really doing good, you know, like yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> Teflon, 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 <laughs> Dan, nothing's going to stick to me. Like I just thought, I don't know, I just felt good. So I wasn't on guard for yeah. things that trigger me. Right. Um, so we left the conference um, feeling good. We drove back from Chicago to Des Moines and we were coming into the Des Moines area and it's late towards the evening. And I mm-hmm. said, hey, babe, why don't we stop and get some Popeyes? Good boy. Who doesn't love Popeyes? Yeah. A fried chicken, man. I I was
0: raised on fried chicken.
1: Man, I'm telling you. For people that are like super healthy, I feel bad for them. They're missing out on some good chicken.
0: Right. On your cheat day, go to Popeye's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tear it up. Anyway,
1: so we had pulled in there. We're just going to get some food to go to bring home. Yeah. So we pull into the Popeye's and we pull up, we make our order, and we go up to the the window and pay.
0: Yeah, because we have to wait because they're making our food. Yeah,
1: so they ask us to pull forward. Yeah. Which... Sometimes they do. It used to irritate me. Now I, it doesn't because I get fresh food. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so we pull up and she's driving. So I say, "Hey, babe, I'm gonna run inside and go pee real quick." Maybe that's too much, too much information. TMI. But, oh well, they'll, uh, they'll get over it. Uh, I had a tinkle. Anyway, <laughs> so I go inside and when I walk in there, there's several people inside the inside the Popeyes. Yeah. You know, people just enjoying their day, having fun, eating chicken. And as I walk through the restaurant and i go back to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and i go to open the door i realize that it's a single use bathroom Mm -hmm. right away so there's just one crapper in there Mm -hmm. and uh there's a person with their back to me and this person is reaching into a container i can't tell if it's a bag or if it's a box or what it is because they're they're holding it in front of their person with their back to me Mm -hmm. and i can tell they're pulling something out and they turned and looked at me like I had just caught them in something, like something was going bad. Oh, yeah. And I knew in my mind that this person was was getting a gun, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and they were going to either rob the place or shoot up the place. Mm-hmm. So the guy looks at me and kind of makes a noise, and I shut the door, and I stand outside the door. And then immediately within seconds, my brain is already going into planning mode, mm-hmm. and I'm not an active officer anymore. And and I so I back away from the bathroom door and I've got to stop this guy. Yeah, you know I I know what he's about to do, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So it's not like I can just call nine one one. Right. Um, but in my mind, I, I knew what this guy was going to do, yeah, and I had to. You
0: had all the evidence you needed.
1: All the evidence I needed. I had to stop this guy. So mm-hmm. I was sitting outside the door, and of course, your heart starts pumping, your adrenaline starts to go. And I'm surveying the the restaurant. I'm seeing how many people are in there. I'm looking to see where the employees are. Um, and I'm starting to think, like, okay, when this guy comes out, the door's going to open in this direction. He's going to have a gun. All I have on me at the time was a knife. That's all I had. Mm-hmm. But I know how to use a knife. Mm-hmm. So I was standing there, and I'm waiting for this attack to happen. And as I'm standing there, I realize I need to be on the other side of the door. Because when he opens the door, I can be th- there to stop him from getting to the rest of the people in the restaurant. Yeah.
0: You wanted to be the barrier between him and everybody. Yes, I had
1: to be. I just, I just, so I I switched sides and I'm standing there and this was probably only a minute and a half, but it felt like a half hour. Mm-hmm. So as I'm standing there and I'm processing the situation and I'm, I'm looking at the exits, I'm looking at the doors and I'm preparing myself that when this guy comes out, usually they're going to walk with gun out first. Um, that's what I'm going to act and use my knife to end the, to stop the threat. And no, and it's a knife with a gunfight, but that's okay. I can't let these people get hurt. Mm-hmm. This bad guy's about to hurt everybody. So as I'm standing there, I, I, I look out and I see you. You're you're outside the drive-thru with the car running right outside the door. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this guy's going to come out. He's going to shoot. When he goes to leave, he's going to see you sitting in the car. Mm-hmm. And he's going to take that opportunity and take you in the car. Yeah. And that worries me. So I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about our sweet family. But this is what first responders deal with all the time. You have these quick thoughts of your family, but then you just say, hey, okay, I love them, but I've got to act. I may in my life right now. Not that I'm a hero or anything like that. I'm not saying that. But this is where our mind goes through. I got to stop this no matter what. So as I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about, you know, our oldest son's engaged now and we're going to be having grandkids coming and just missing out on those opportunities. and, And it just, I started to just feel the weight of it. I was getting the tunnel vision, my adrenaline's pumping. My heart's pounding Mm -hmm. and it's time to go. So as I'm sitting there waiting for this, the door, I see the door handle open. And as the door opens, I'm ready to pounce on Mm him. And when the door opens, I see a cardboard box come out of the door, followed by an employee of Popeye's. And he was in there changing the toilet rolls to the toilet dispenser, to the toilet paper dispenser. Yeah. And that's all it was. And my brain had made up a whole scenario of trauma that was about to happen. Mm -hmm. And thank God that's all it was, right? Yeah. But as soon as I saw that person come out with a box, the emptiness just hit me. Yeah. This emptiness of like feeling like a screw up Mm -hmm. or feeling like you're broken, and wondering like why did I just put myself all the way through those tensions and that stress and that worry, and all for nothing? So I kind of felt like an idiot. Yeah. So it's like this thing that was built inside first responders and gets trained in us mm-hmm. to protect others and to be on guard all the time and to constantly be willing to give up your life. Oh, sorry, I get a little emotional. Um,
0: it's okay.
1: Those things are meant to protect us in our career. Right. And it can be such a detriment when you're not on the job. Right. Because I walked in there being a happy, joyful husband. And you can testify to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, you were on cloud nine. We were doing great. You were in a great mood. Yeah. Nothing was wrong.
1: So after I went in, I, I went in happy and I came out. And I wasn't going to say anything to you because I just went in. I went to the bathroom afterwards, felt like an idiot and felt, I mean, I just lost all my hope and joy. Like I just mm-hmm. felt empty.
0: Completely deflated.
1: So I came out and... As I'm sitting in the car, you look at me and say.
0: Oh, I knew as soon as you walked out the door. Oh, really? Yeah, because my window was open, right? Because they're going to like bring our food. And as soon as you walked out the door, I noticed right away your whole demeanor had changed. The look on your face, your body language, the way you were carrying yourself, everything was different.
1: I felt defeated.
0: And I just knew right away like, oh my gosh, something happened. Obviously, I had no idea what but I was just like, what happened in there? So yeah. confused and worried, too, because I could tell it was something...
1: Heavy? Yeah. That's where we use a lot for heavy, just meaning like the weight like of Like emotionally head. heavy. Yeah. yeah. So I sit down in the car, and I wasn't going to say anything, but then you had, you had said, what's wrong? And I said, I think I said nothing at first. Yeah, at
0: first you were like, oh, nothing. And I was like, no, because I was worried at this point. And I was like, no, I can tell something happened. What happened?
1: So then I went on to tell her what happened and tell her and been honest with you about the feelings of it and how I just felt I felt broken all I wanted to do in that moment was to sit in the car not say a word and drive home and sit back in my bedroom by myself Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be in isolation again it's just that defense mechanism I'm not sure maybe you have the psychology degree but Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it felt like. I, I just felt like I needed to hide. Yeah, you like felt something shameful, bad, and dirty had happened. Like I just felt like I needed to hide, and and so I am sitting in the car, and I am I am crying, and I'm, I am I am shaking, and I am shameful. And but you spoke life into me, and and I think that was pretty powerful, because and this is kind of what this episode's about. Yeah. because I feel like, like I said at the beginning of the story, I feel like I'm making these progress this this progress, and I know I am, yeah right, yes, but there's these moments where we think we've addressed everything, mm-hmm. and we have it, yeah. and when that happens, so this incident at Popeyes just know this, and you first responders at home understand this, this happens to me all the time mm-hmm. right it it's it happens to me not everywhere I go, but it happens a lot throughout the week, yeah, where you're just trying to enjoy your day. All of a sudden, you have this event that's happening, and you're triggered, and you're just ready to go mm-hmm. and do what you're, what you're supposed to do. And the emotional after effects of those, even if it did, even if it didn't happen, you still lived it. The yes. first responders still lived it. They went through the emotions of, "Okay, I got to act. I got to protect these people." Yeah. And you I got to still pre-
0: experience the physiological response. Yes, yeah. fully. Yeah.
1: And. This happened to me all the time. And I've always kind of kept them to myself. And you know how open I am about
0: yeah.
1: my mental health these days. Mm-hmm. But to me, that was normal. That was, to me, everybody dealt with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The What I just went through inside Popeyes, yeah. you know, because I have, it happens to me regularly. So I just assume everybody deals with that. Mm-hmm. But nobody else in that Popeyes was going through the stress that I was going through and the emotions I was going through. Yeah. They were going through their day, enjoying their life as most people get to do. And yeah. for first responders, sometimes we don't, especially as we're starting to heal, we don't, we don't get to do that. We still have to, we all have to deal with these emotions because they're not going to go away.
0: Right. It's not but, like a light switch.
1: Yeah. The memories won't go away, but we can control and have tools to help us with them and the, the effects that uh, happen during these. Yeah. So these happen to me all the time. So I didn't even feel like it was worth talking about. And I wouldn't have talked about it until you saw something change in me. Mm -hmm. And I think this happens a lot to first responders or maybe the the spouse and the family are all out together and the husband's doing great or the wife's doing great if she's the first responder. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden during the day, it's like, where did my husband go? Mm -hmm. Who is this guy? He was so happy and now something's happened. And a lot of times as a family member, we we seem confused and you're like, did I cause this? Yeah. What is this? But there's these battles we have within ourselves that we don't a lot of times talk about. Yeah, these little simple ones, like you go to take a pee, and the next thing you know, you're coming out, and you're you're about to have a heart attack, mm-hmm. and you're emotional, and you're all from just trying to go into the bathroom. A lot of people don't have to do with this, but I just want first responders at home know that it's not normal. What right. we what we go through when we experience that, that's not normal. It was meant to protect us it's something we have to address and and talk out and this is something that really set me back mentally for a moment
0: right yeah i think it was a huge process because you know at first you came out and and you were very open like once you were talking about it which is another thing that i want to mention here is we'd spent time you know in our relationship making this a safe place yes and so daniel knew that opening up to me was a safe thing. And I would not judge him or shame him. And I show up in the most supportive way that I can. And then also addressing this, you know, the elephant in the room at the time, which was all the shame that you were holding from that you felt so shameful. And that made my heart so sad, because I know that and we discussed this, you know, for so many years, that skill that you had defined, you know, on the job, that's what kept you safe. That's what kept innocent people safe. And different first responders in different capacities, their response, you know, might be, might look a little different, but the same in that you've developed a response to these situations, a way to keep you and other people safe. And that has to be reflexive on the job yeah. and your brain doesn't just delete that file because you medically retired or because you moved on to a different career or maybe you got fired I you know don't know your situation but it's not an automatic thing your brain still is doing that and that's nothing that you have to be ashamed about that response served such an important purpose a noble purpose yeah. And it's it doesn't have any it doesn't hold any shame here either. That being said, you know I I know that our conversation you walked away from it saying, wow, I feel so much better than I did before and you talked about how you used to hold that shame for so long. yeah so even just that simple act of opening up and talking about it after it happened in a safe place, can be so beneficial mentally and emotionally and relationally, you know, yes. depending on who you're opening up to. And it and it can be used as a positive thing because now we've learned so much from it. Yeah. You know, it it benefited our relationship. I learned a lot. You learned a lot. Yeah. And working on healing events like that, healing from a place of acceptance and love versus shame. It's really hard to try to heal from a place of shame, right? So it's really yes. important to reflect on what happened and recognize the purpose that that response served at one point in your life and 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 at one time that was needed or maybe you're still on the job and that response still serves a purpose.
1: But you know, for, but for me in that moment it it, it almost and I know this isn't real, it didn't really happen, but in that moment, to me, I was back to ground zero with my right. mental health. I yeah. felt like I had made no progress,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, what the heck, I can't believe I'm dealing with this still, and I'm still dealing with the guilt and shame of this, and mm-hmm. and I just, it was like, because sometimes with our mental health, it seriously, it feels like a mountain that yeah. we're climbing. Yeah, for and, sure. And it's like I felt like I was doing so good and I've been making this huge progress. And then when something like that happens, my brain immediately thinks, you failure. Like, you can't do this. You're not going to heal. Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, what are you even trying? And 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 that can't happen anymore. I'm sorry. i lose my train of thought. I get no, a little it's emotional. Okay. It's but, okay. Um, but it's just, it's not a restart. It's right. not. And you helped me understand that.
0: Yes. Yes. That that is um it's i'm trying to decide what words i want to use you know when when you've gone through something like that and you're wrestling with how to process that and how to heal from that and it was something that brought you to feel shame and yeah. guilt and want to go back to that isolation these thought processes often bring along more negative thought processes like you're a failure like You're back at square one now, which is not the truth. No, the enemy likes to tell us that. Yes, that is a lie. Just because you have a struggle today doesn't mean that you've done no healing and that you've made no progress. And, you know, for, for Daniel, as your wife, I can look at you and know that what happened at Popeye's does not put you back at square one. You are still a thousand miles further along than you were the day that we met. And I'm so proud of you. Like the progress is not negated by a struggle. But it's just another growing experience. Why do so
1: many of us feel like that? You know, I just, because seriously, my first thought was I'm such an F up. Right. Like this, this battle's never going to end, but it's, mm-hmm. and yeah, so I have this new thing in front of me I got to address. Right. And I've already met with my counselor about it and we're going through that, which is awesome. Yes. Good suggestion out of you to bring that up. Yes. because again, I didn't realize this was such an issue for me. Yeah. Um, but it's not a setback. It's a growing, it's right. a, it's a point to grow. It's an area to grow. Yeah. It's a, it's a point where we can say, look how far I've gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's more in front of me and it's going to be a struggle, but I don't have to walk alone and I can get right. through this. Look at what I've gotten through so far
0: yeah.
1: with God's help. And he's going to help us get to that next place as well. And it is not a reset. You are not back to ground zero. Mm -hmm. You are not just pick up and keep going right where you were and address what you're dealing with. And you're going to come out stronger and feeling better. Mm -hmm. And those thoughts may still come of trying to protect everybody, but the guilt and shame won't follow. And that's what's so important. Because when that happens, it can push us back into things that we use to try to numb us. Mm -hmm. And luckily, I I don't deal with that anymore with alcohol struggle and stuff. But for people that do struggle, just those little events can set them back into going right back into trying to numb Mm-hmm. numb their pain and when we numb our pain we're not just numbing the pain we're numbing all of our emotions mm-hmm. that includes joy happiness you yes. can't just w- numb one emotion
0: yeah you can't selectively numb one no, thing it'd be cool if we could everything
1: right. <laughs> but you can't yeah. so when we try to numb our pain we're also numbing our joy and our hope and in mm-hmm. our and our our minds uh, to be able to clearly uh, process and see things true for who they are and yeah. not to just destroy it um, right
0: And I think it's important to celebrate the wins Yes, and realize that failure does not come from struggling. Like your struggle does not mean that you're failing and to really dive into celebrating the wins. Like for this story, for example, the fact that we came together and talked about it like we did after before we even left the parking lot, you know, it was getting addressed. (laughs) Yes. And on on the whole way home and. That's a huge win. that yeah. is a huge win. and old Daniel would have and you talked about this too, that would have been such a trigger, right? And you would have immediately bought some alcohol and
1: gone to isolation
0: and yeah and went back and sat by yourself and that would have been the old response and that's not what happened this time. Yeah. and that's a win. It that's a, a win. huge win. And, a win and really recognizing that what happened is not a, sh- a shameful thing, even that in and of itself, that's a win. All of these shifts, all of these changes, even even and especially mindset changes, those are wins. And I want you guys to be proud of those and own yes. those. That's Celebrate huge. Em. Yes.
1: Celebrate them. You're still here today. That's we're celebrating. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And so we just kind of wanted to share that story because so many of us deal with it. Mm-hmm. We have these things that happen throughout our day that can derail us. Yeah. And sometimes we just try to ignore them, step around them. Mm -hmm. Um, I would just embrace it, you know, just encourage you to embrace it, step into it and be honest uh, about what's going on Yeah, and seek help.
0: Yep. And reach out because that was another big takeaway is that you weren't alone and you didn't feel like you had to navigate it alone. Praise God. And we want all of you listening to feel the same, whether you're a first responder or a family member, you don't have to struggle alone.
1: You don't. That's what the 1042 Project is here for.
0: Yep, that's exactly what we do. And so if you'd like to reach out, the easiest way is to go to our website, www.10-42project.org. And there's the connect, it's get connected, the get connected yep. button. And Daniel and I's email address is on our website as well. Um, our phone number can be found and you can really reach out to us any way that you prefer. We will respond and we Look yeah. forward to hearing from you and just being on your side, being your support system in your community.
1: Absolutely. And you don't have to do it alone. And a lot of what I do, you know, a lot of times throughout the week is I go out one-on-one with first responders yeah. and, and spend time in God's creation. We may go mm-hmm. one-on-one kayak fishing or... Um, we you know, whatever the person's interest is, and yeah. try to get them out and enjoy life and have some one-on-one time mm-hmm. with first responders to where we can talk about this, where they yeah. can talk to somebody about somebody who understands it. I love doing that. It's one of the mm-hmm. things that just fuels me and feeds me is to be able to do that. So if you're somebody at home, a first responder, and you just need somebody to talk to and maybe you need a day out, just call me, give me a text, give me a, an email. i love to just spend some time with you and talk with you and share our heart and let you know that you're not alone.
0: Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. We truly care about and love each and every one of you and have a blessed rest of your day.